Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 203 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I am Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news, as well as what's going on in our own lives. Carly, how have you been? I have been great. I am just getting ready right now, uh, as we speak, to head to a uh, certain new land opening uh, at our favorite Universal Mm. Orlando Resort. So, Hmm, maybe I, I will I, see you there. <laughs> I hope you have packed your bananas. Uh, and, oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, there's a grand opening on November, or I'm sorry, November, August 11th. August, <laughs> <laughs> August 11th, a little later this week, and uh, I am hoping that maybe I'll run into you there. Yes, definitely. I actually have been holding out on a little bit of accessories that I purchased at Universal Hollywood a couple months ago ah. that are now available. in. I think I saw them in Bake My Day, the new okay. like, bakery shop. It's very cute. It's like Minions and mm-hmm. Cotton Candy. So been waiting for that. I am so excited to experience the new attraction. I know awesome. you've not on it a bunch, but I've been waiting. Have- a it's a weird thing I do in my mind that sometimes I don't like to go on it during the test period i don't sure. know what it is just well this, i i will say that this test period has been a lot of testing and a lot of adjusting um this is more like a video game than a traditional theme park ride and so there's been a lot of work done on the graphics and the the gameplay so um yeah it's it's probably not a bad thing that you held off a little bit but uh maybe we'll get to do it together and compare scores yes i would love that i got to think of my name for the app. I haven't yes. done that yet. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking if anyone has any ideas, message me. But yes, I am so excited and hopefully I'll get to hang out with you. That would be awesome. Well, if you uh, if you see a, a name in the, um, the leaderboard uh, that's unofficial guides, that's me. Uh, <laughs> Love it. Sorry, not too creative. But... <laughs> I was just well... being very creative. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing you later this week. This uh, past week, I got to sample a couple of food festivals. I visited uh, Food and Wine at Epcot and also a media day for SeaWorld's Craft Beer Festival. Uh, My only advice if you're visiting any of these is don't do it in the middle of the day. Don't do it at at the heat of the day. Try to wait until after sunset. Just hit the parks the last few hours of the night when it's a little cooler. Uh, and hydrate. Uh, beer is not hydration. Wine is not hydration. Oh my god! You got you got to keep pounding the water. Stick to the shade. And uh, really, if like if in past years you were used to drinking this much, cut that back and double the amount of water because it is hotter out there than it has ever been during one of these food festivals. Hundred percent. Yeah, I was uh, <laughs> at Disney's Riviera Resort last week doing some of the Disney Vacation Club activities, mm. and I headed over to Epcot with intentions of visiting food and wine. I was super hydrated, well rested. Ten minutes in, and something just came over me, and I was like, "I know me." I wasn't drinking; I was just drinking water. I had to go back to the hotel, and I spent the entire day in the pool because. This heat is no joke this year. Listen to your body. Don't push yourself. Don't push your family. I know it's expensive. I know you're spending a lot of money, but you'll ruin your trip quicker if you don't take that mid-afternoon break. So Yeah. 
yeah, Fair warning. <laughs> listen to your body because a trip to the emergency room is a lot more expensive than just losing a day's worth of a ticket uh, because you need to nap. Um, yeah, for sure. Take care yeah. of yourselves out there. Especially um, after noon, hit the park early. Mm -hmm. Leave around noon. Come back maybe in the evening. Although I don't know. I saw last night it was still like 100 degrees at 8:45 p.m. It was so. rough. It's 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 a whole it's a whole new world. It is. All right. Without any further ado, let's jump directly into the news in the queue. All right, we are starting off at the Disneyland Resort, where the new Nemo's Cove water play area opened on August 1st at the Pixar Place Hotel, formerly known as the Paradise Pier Hotel, formerly known as the Pacific Pier Hotel, uh, the, the hotel that is the least Disney hotel possibly on Earth, is finally getting a good coat of Disney Pixar uh, from top to bottom. And uh, the first big element is this colorful looking splash pad. Yes, I think it looks really good. Uh, mm -hmm. I visited it the first weekend that it reopened after it got some of the Pixar installation. Mm -hmm. And I will say it looks really good. I think it's a big improvement so far from, you know, what it was before. I love the gift shop. There's so many really good Disney nuggets in there. But I think definitely the selling point for this is going to be this expansive pool complex. You know, I um, personally, uh, I have a love-hate relationship with this hotel. Uh, over the last decade, I've stayed in it a lot because uh, my company has a DVC membership and our home points uh, for Disneyland are there. Oh, no. um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is... Uh, it is what it is. It was definitely built as just a generic kind of conference looking hotel back in the day. Yeah. And, you know, it had a goofy statue in the lobby. It had some some fun pillows on the beds. And otherwise, you'd never know it was a Disney hotel. Um, and especially this pool deck, uh, it, it was up nice and high. It's kind of on the roof. So it had a nice view of the fireworks. But other than that, it was just like blank concrete boring. Um, so this is definitely a nice improvement. Um, you know, not the world's biggest water slide uh, topped with crush over here, but uh, not a bad little water slide. And the splash pad will definitely uh, get some good uh, use uh, when it's hot out. Uh, the pools a little, itself is a little on the smaller side, um, but they're they're not done yet. They're also adding like a, a dry play area that's um, going to have like family activities. Um, and it's going to have uh, interactive activities inspired by favorite characters from Pixar short films, uh, including La Luna, Bao, For the Birds, Burrow, and the Love Struck Umbrellas from the Blue Umbrella. And I want to see what they're going to do with that. Is it literally <laughs> just going to be a blue umbrella? And they'll be like, yeah, that's that's the blue umbrella. Absolutely. I mean, anyway, I think the pop of color will, you know, instantly Absolutely. make this better already. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure if personally I would choose to stay there. I'd probably just spend a little bit more and stay at the Disneyland Hotel because it's really not that much 
of a price difference, or I'm just going to, you know, scrimp it and stay at Hotel Lulu. Yeah. Which I like. Uh, like I said, uh, personally, if I am paying cash for a hotel room in the Disneyland area, I'm not staying on site because you simply, uh, other than the 30 minutes of early entry that you uh, are getting now, um, you're just not getting the kind of benefits uh, that you would get like at Walt Disney World that would justify that, that price. Um, and uh, I do love the Disneyland Hotel for for its charm. It's got, mm -hmm. got some great theming, and it's <laughs> you can easily walk from Trader Sam's and stumble back to your room. That's that's always a and plus. a knockout pool. Knockout pool. Slides. I will say that the one nice thing uh, that the uh, now the Pixar Place Hotel has is that uh, exclusive entrance direct mm -hmm. into the backside of uh, of um, DCA. Uh, that can really be convenient. It, it's actually not all that great in the morning because at early entry, they only have one little security checkpoint there and they open it later than the one, than the one at the front of the park. So it's you actually are not getting that much advantage rope drop. Oh, but it is so nice at the end of the day to just be able to walk out mm -hmm. or in the middle of the day if you're just popping back to your hotel uh, and not having to go all the way back to the front. So Absolutely. that is a bonus. Um, and this splash pad is nice. Um, whether that justifies the prices versus some of the, you know, $150 a night motels right across the street that are a closer walk. I don't know. Uh, but I look forward to choice. <laughs> I look forward to checking this out. I also look forward to checking out the uh, Great Maple, which is the first time I think Disney has put a chain restaurant as their main restaurant in a, an on-site hotel. Uh, but they've got a menu of fried chicken and Cajun shrimp. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a little bit of uh, looks like a southern uh, southeast cooking in the southwest. Uh, <laughs> California. <laughs> Say that three times fast. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, anyway, this transformation is ongoing. Uh, there's going to be a Pixar lamp uh, on the, the, the classic Pixar ball in the lobby. Uh, more stuff coming as this wraps up later uh, this year. Okay, next up. Uh, more Disney news. Uh, they've made some tweaks to the Disney online restaurant reservation system. And hopefully that might make it a little easier for you to get the reservation that you are looking for. Um, I think you probably use the reservation system more than I do. I don't, uh, I don't eat in a ton of sit down restaurants in, in the world. See, I'm a walk up girl. So, <laughs> Uh, since they added sure. the walk, I, I can never, if I can make a dining reservation in advance, it's almost a 90% guarantee I'm going to cancel it. Uh, I do look at, to see what times are available, like quite often. Cause it's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's how I find joy. Uh, but I love the walk up feature, but this is good. Uh, I, it's interesting when I went to write about this, I was like, how do I explain this? Because if you really are an avid user of mm -hmm. the app, it's really hard to explain, but I guess the best way to say is I want to dine at Via Napoli at 12 noon. The old way, I put in 12 noon, and if there wasn't a time right before, right after it, it would say, sorry. Yeah, so it would say, sorry, we're out of time. So then you could click 1 o'clock, and all of a sudden there would be time. So it was a right. little bit of a mind bend. Now they're going to make it easier. It's going to show every time that is available. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not a fundamental change to the way reservations work. Doesn't right. mean there's suddenly more reservations. All it means is that they've uh, improved the user interface um, to have less clicking. 
Um, you know, the, the old way, um, you know, if you said, I want to go at lunch or I want to go at this time, it would only show you a very narrow window, like three mm -hmm. options. And if none of those three options fit your filter criteria, then it would say there were no options. Now, instead, uh, it will show you all the various options. It'll kind of center it on the one that's closest to what you chose. But if there isn't one that's an exact match, it'll show you everything else uh, that's available. Um, so the, Disney says that these changes will make the guest experience more convenient so they can spend more time enjoying their visit, which is what Disney says to every single change. Yes. Um, uh, keep in mind, this is coming uh, on the heels of not long ago, they changed the window to modify your reservations. It used to be that you had to change them 24 hours beforehand or you would get uh, dinged with a penalty fee. Uh, now it looks like it's down to just two hours. Um, Disneyland for a while was letting you change up to the last second and then they made that window two hours. So that's now consistent, I believe, across Disney World and Disneyland. Yeah. Um, so that'll but... save you a trip to guest services because before, I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, I'm guilty many times going, uh, plans change. And, you know, if Disney wants us to be, you know, on our toes with, you know, Tron, we don't know when we're going to exactly. get out. You got, you got ride breaks downs, you've got weather, you've got kids, uh, right. you know, things and happen. in a Absolutely. You know. And for a system that is built on flexibility, the one thing mm -hmm. holding everyone back was this dining element. So they're finally kind of getting in line with the rest of their idealists about the, the app, you know, it's, yep. it's kind of crazy. This was just not working with everything else, but hopefully yeah. this will make it better. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're a, a one time visitor, uh, you probably didn't even notice this. But if you are a local, if you're someone who uh, likes to dine at the parks a lot, uh, this should probably you know save you a, a few thumb taps on the, your screen. Um, the change I kind of wish that they would make. Uh, this is great for searching various times within a day. I wish there was a way to search an entire range of dates. Uh, I believe you still have to put in one date at a time. Uh, mm -hmm. I would love to say, hey, find me, find me availability anytime in this week. Um, that would that would be great. Um, but uh, you know, keep an eye on the app; it's always changing and updating. All right, next up for something completely different, still kind of related to dining, though. Yes. <laughs> Holiday World in Santa Claus, Indiana, yes, that is the real name of a city in Indiana, is building a $10 million roller coaster themed around a gravy boat. Good gravy. Uh, good gravy, exclamation mark. You got to have the exclamation mark. Um, is going to be rolling into Holiday World next year in the Thanksgiving themed section of the park. Uh, if you've never been to Hollywood, Holiday World, uh, it started out as a little Santa Claus-themed park, I think way back in like the 1940s, maybe. It's one of the oldest. They yeah. say they're the oldest theme park. It's one yeah. of them, I will say, because there are a few. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, predates uh, Disneyland by almost a decade, I think. And it's grown over the years, adding holidays like uh, Thanksgiving and... Um, Fourth of July. Fourth of July, <laughs> Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Is there an Arbor Day? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Tuba uh, uh Anyway, um, this is going to be uh, a pretty big expansion um, looking to open in May of 2024. 
Uh, and it is a boomerang style family coaster, which is, this is not something you often see. It's got like a spike that you'll go up and back. Um, you'll go through a giant can of cranberry sauce. <laughs> And the whole time you're going to be riding in what looks like an adorable little uh, old fashioned gravy boat, just like grandma used to have. Yes. No, I love this. Uh, Holiday World has some incredible roller coasters. The Voyage is one of probably my top five. And it's very You always see that listed on, you know, top, top whatever Boys. lists of, of roller coasters in yes. the country. And they have somehow maintained that charm of a historic mm. quaint park while still growing. And I know mm -hmm. how hard that is to maintain. You see other parks kind of struggling now, like Dollywood and stuff, you know, how do you keep growing, but you keep that charm. The mm -hmm. charm is still there. And I kind of love that they're doing just like an irreverent roller coaster like this. Cause it's like, Hey, look at us, but also look at us because this is why we're different. Yeah. It's definitely got a sense of humor. I mean, like there's, there's a giant milk bottle with the, the name of the family that owns uh, the park. Uh, is the dairy on the bottle yeah and um and there there's uh actually a a gonna be a completely themed queue building uh based around grandma's house so before you get on the boats uh you're gonna have go through grandma's house with a, a vintage black and white tv and uh, all sorts of grandma knickknacks um which i think is going to be adorable Yes. I mean, the Thanksgiving land is so cool because there's also a Sally dark ride where you're shooting turkeys, which is just like out of control bizarre. Mm -hmm. You can get Thanksgiving dinner. You are, you are not day. shooting turkeys. You are calling turkeys. Calling, you're, you're, oh, sorry. you're calling <laughs> them to you. So you can hug them and you can all have a nice vegan tofurkey Thanksgiving dinner together with the turkey. Sure. <laughs> um, I will say don't eat the Thanksgiving dinner meal before going on this. Maybe wait. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Very a good <laughs> Um, well, other highlights of this ride uh, are going to be uh, max speed of 37 miles an hour. So, you know, family friendly. Um, but uh, there's going to be a 20 foot tall whisk uh, and an 18 foot tall rolling pin that you have to avoid. Uh, before going up the 77-foot-high spike. Uh, 1,500 feet of track backwards. Uh, looks like a pretty good combination. Um, almost uh, you know, similar stats to like a Slinky Dog Dash, um, but with the, uh, the added uniqueness of that uh, backward spike. I love it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's good to have these family coasters, especially here. There's a lot of like thrill level coasters. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to have something a little bit more for, you know, people of all ages can do together. Yeah. And um, in addition to the coaster, there's also uh, Stuffing Springs, which is a new area that's going to surround the coaster. Uh, that's going to have a play area, some benches, shade. Thanks. Thank. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving <laughs> for shade. <laughs> thank goodness. Uh, a dipping dot stand to help you cool down. Uh, and that Dipping Dots is going to be inside a refurbished 1964 Airstream. So pretty nifty. Very uh, cool. Uh, would love to check this out. Yes. If you go to our YouTube channel right now, you can see a concept video of the ride. And it looks, it looks great. Uh, so construction's already begun. Uh, they say the track's going to arrive in November. Um, and it's going to open to season pass holders on May 4th and 5th of 2024, uh, almost a week ahead of the public opening. So go ahead and buy your 2024 season pass right now. 
uh, and you get the rest of this year free. Good deal. All right. Um, next up in our news, uh, Cedar Point is also building a roller coaster just a little bit taller than this one. Um, and tiny, it's not, tiny bit. <laughs> yeah, it's not a brand new coaster. It is the resurrection, the rebirth, the reincarnation of Top Thrill Dragster is now going to be Top Thrill 2. Uh, opening in 2024 as the world's tallest and fastest triple launch strata coaster. Ooh. All right, who wants who 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 out there knows what a strata coaster is? Me, me, me. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's so many words. There's so many lingos. Right. Um. So a strata coaster, S T R A T A. Is a coaster that exceeds the height of 400 feet. 400 not feet. to be confused with a giga coaster, which is 300 to 399. Right. And then what, what was like, it, I, I remember when we first hit 200 foot coasters, which was like, I don't know, is that a mega coaster or a hyper coaster? I don't know. Something like Super that. Super <laughs> Yeah. So we're, we're running out of words. We're having to make up words. Um, when I don't know what we're going to call it when it hits 500 feet. Crazy, but, but until they, but until then, um, so the legendary top thrill dragster had some issues. Um, yeah, you know, never, never the most reliable uh, ride over its twenty-year legacy. Um, but now it is going to be uh, reborn, um, keeping the original uh, big hill, but adding a brand new uh, four hundred and twenty-foot tall tower with a spike uh so you will have a forward launch uh and a rollback an intentional rollback something that would happen Ooh. unintentionally uh, a lot of time in the old ride roll back backwards up this big spike and then go forward finally up over the big hill uh and you know if that if just the one launch and the one hill was uh pretty freaky uh this is going to be one of the more intense coasters on the planet when it's ready, I think. Yes. Uh, I will try it once. Maybe I'll <laughs> once. love it. <laughs> once. Maybe I'll love it. You never know. <laughs> so uh, speeds on this are going to reach 74 miles per hour, uh, thanks to those uh, three launches using an all-new LSM launch system. Um, like I said, the original 420-foot top hat is being uh, retained. Uh, you're going to be diving up over it and into a 270 degree spiral before you cross that finish line. Um, the interesting thing is that uh, I believe this was originally built by Intamin, uh, but Zamperla Rides is taking over uh, mm -hmm. and uh, wondering how, how Intamin feels about that. Yeah, they're probably not happy. But like you said, over the years, there's been a some issues with it so maybe that's for the redirection yep well uh so if you want to uh get in on being one of the first to experience top thrill 2 uh you can purchase a 2024 gold pass uh they're on sale now for a limited time for just 99 dollars plus tax uh, and that includes admission to Cedar Point, their water park, and their Halloween weekends for the rest of this year and all of 2024. Uh, so get those details over at cedarpoint.com. Um, 
I don't, uh, I've never been to Cedar Point and uh, I've been dreaming for years about a Midwest roller coaster trip. So, hey, maybe this would be a good time to yes, try that. Yes, that would be a good reason. All right. And for our last piece of news in the queue, Legoland New York is offering 100 annual passes when the temperature hits 100 degrees Fahrenheit. And I don't know if this is good news or bad news. <laughs> uh, good news for fans of Legoland New York, bad news for the human race, I guess. Right. <laughs> um, so here's the deal. Uh, it is a hot summer, as we have talked about many times. And Legoland is kind of taking advantage of that uh, with this special where uh, when the thermometer reaches 100 degrees uh, inside the water playground, uh, their, their brand new water playground inside uh, the Legoland Park, um, they are going to give away uh, 25 four packs of passes. Uh, those are silver plus annual passes totaling a hundred of them. Uh, and in order to get in on this, you have to visit the park from August 2nd through September 4th and enter the promotion via their Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is very cool. Um, I'm curious. I don't know. Like, I don't feel like, you know, we're from up there. I don't remember. It, it. should not be reaching 100 no. degrees Fahrenheit in, I mean, this is outside of New York City. This is kind of yeah. like, not quite There's far no upstate New York, but it's like like an hour or so north yes. of the city. And this is not an urban heat island. This is not a place that is normally hitting 100 degrees. They, they couldn't try this stunt in uh, Orlando, obviously, no. or Legoland, Florida. Uh, right. in, in <laughs> no, when I was just home, I went into New York City to see a show, and it was funny. The news was freaking me out. It's like, it's so hot, heat advisory. And I was like, oh, I didn't break a sweat. But it's like right. 10 plus years of living in the Southeast, yes. and you're, yeah. you're ruined. <laughs> But uh, no, the folks uh, folks living in uh, New York State, definitely not used to it hitting 100 degrees. No. So uh, time it right, check the weather reports, and maybe you can score yourself a four-pack of annual passes. Um, whether or not the thermometer hits 100, uh, they have that new water playground to help you keep cool. Uh, includes a big 318-gallon water bucket and little water slides. Um, they've got a splash battle ride, um, and uh, they've got uh, events after the sun goes down in the evening uh, with cool local bands. Ooh, love it. Great park. Yep. Uh, those uh, All of the Legoland parks, by the way, now are certified autism centers, uh, mm -hmm. uh, California, Florida. Um, so uh, if you uh, have someone in your family uh, with uh, sensory issues, it's a great place to visit. Definitely. All right. Well, that is going to bring us to the end of our news in the queue. But before we jump into this week's main attraction, it is time to hear a word from our sponsors. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. 
Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction. And for our main attraction this week, the holidays are returning to Disneyland Resort on November 10th through January 7th. And we've got all the details on the events to go through. Yes, very exciting. Uh, I'd say it's the most wonderful time of the year, but I think that's Halloween. I think that's cop. That's copyrighted. I think yeah. that's actually part of the parade song at Universal's Macy's. <laughs> uh, but it is uh, it, it is the most magical time on the at the happiest place on earth. Um, and this year's uh, mid-century modern inspired. Mm holiday celebration includes the debut of some new holiday outfits from for mickey and minnie they look uh very Lazzy. dapper yes love it uh, uh and of course one of my favorites is the return of disney festival of the holidays so that is disneyland's version you know of their holiday food and wine festival mm -hmm. hosted inside dca but they celebrate so many great holidays and i think where they really shine is with the live entertainment representing a lot of different cultures and traditions and it's they really do a good job with it and it brings a much different feel than if you're used to the epcot festival yes california uh, adventure has really stepped up their game with seasonal live entertainment over the last decade um, it's not just Christmas and Hanukkah. You've got Navidad, you've got Diwali, you've got Kwanzaa, you've got Three Kings Day. Uh, my my favorite is actually the Viva Navidad. It's mm -hmm. the street party that they do in, over at Paradise Gardens. Um, they've got these big uh, like uh, puppets, marionette style puppets for Coco. Uh, the three caballeros get in to it. Um, They've, uh, I think, recently brought uh, Mirabelle from Encanto into the show. It's a really great production. Definitely. I love how Paradise Gardens Park has been kind of like that hub for mm -hmm. everything special. You know, the Dia de las Muertas coming up. Yes. So I love how they've done yes. that. And food. Um, they, they, they have food. They have crafts. Uh, the live entertainment is really, you can definitely plan to spend some time in that corner of the park. Um, also plan to see the Christmas Fantasy Parade. Uh, this is a Main Street USA classic, um, and it features characters from Frozen and Toy Story, of course, along with Santa Claus. Uh, you've got the classic marching toy soldiers and uh, the reindeer, and uh, you know you, you can't beat seeing Santa come down Main Street USA. Nope, cannot. Um, Believe in Holiday Magic is back yet again. Um, I'm going to be a little controversial. My hot take is that while it's nice, this is probably the least impressive of all of the uh, fireworks shows that they do during the year. At, let's let's just go. It's very restrained. Um, it is not over the top. It doesn't have a lot of Disney music. It doesn't have a lot of Disney characters. It's a lot of classical music. It's a right. lot of, of subtle colors. Um uh, but uh, there will be a dusting of magical Christmas mm -hmm. snow. Uh, and it does seem like they've uh, added over the years some projection effects on the castle. Uh, don't expect to see all the projection mapping on like Small World and Main Street like they do for the other fireworks, though. Right. Yeah, I definitely prefer Halloween uh, fireworks. Oh, yeah. there. They're so for good. Sure. Uh, for sure. Definitely infused with a bit more of Disney magic. This mm -hmm. is just more like majestic and like yeah. really nice fireworks, which there's yeah. nothing it's, wrong with it's, that. 
it's classy it's kind mm. of but it's kind of uh subtle uh by disney standards um seasons of light over at world of color is not particularly subtle um i really enjoy it though uh i like uh the nutcracker sequence um with all the the toy story characters mm -hmm. uh that is part of the current one that is it or is that part of the old one that they? I'm, I don't know. I honestly, this is. It's been a few years since, you know, with the pandemic and everything. I haven't uh, seen the Christmas World in Color in a few years, but I'm sure we have a complete recording of the most recent one on uh, our YouTube channel. So go watch that and tell me I'm wrong. Please get in the festival. Please, uh, I'm not wrong about it's a small world holiday though. Uh, this is uh, really a great layover of the classic small world ride. Um, they put in decorations, they put in lights, uh, and they change out the song. Um, so you can have a different earworm stuck in your ear. <laughs> yes. uh, it is worth they... the hype. I mean, overlays at Disneyland are just chef's kiss. I mean, uh, the, absolutely. you can't even compete. Absolutely. And I, the king of all the overlays, of course, is Haunted Mansion Holiday. Um, I, I know some people are annoyed by the amount of time that the Haunted Mansion has to be down to install and, and uninstall it. Um, and uh, I guess if for some crazy reason you don't love Nightmare Before Christmas, maybe it's not your bag. But I really love this. Um, and I love seeing every year how they've updated the gingerbread house. Yes. The only thing I don't love about it is... Uh, through most of the year, Haunted Mansion and uh, It's a Small World are rides you can pretty easily ride uh, without Genie Plus. Um, but you are going to want that return time uh, for both of these attractions because they both get big crowds when their holiday overlays are on. Oh, yes. Uh, your best bet is to rope drop it if you're yep. not going to do Genie Plus because it is Plus. pandemonium always. But for good reason, it is an excellent ride. I don't even like the film per se, but I love the ride and I can do it over and over and over again. Um, and then uh, moving back to Cars Land, uh, Mater's Jingle Jamboree and Luigi's Joy to the World seasonal overlays are both coming back to those Cars Land attractions along with the decoration all along Route 66. Uh, Mickey's Happy Holidays is going to be, looks like maybe not a full-blown parade, but maybe more of a, a little character mini parade, um, but it's going to... cavalcade? Ca cavalcade? <laughs> we, we got to love cavalcades during the pandemic. I want more cavalcades. It's so fun to say. <laughs> um, it, there's going to be a festive holiday toy drummers uh, uh, leading uh, with Mickey and Minnie and the gang. Uh, marching around Disney California Adventure. And of course, it wouldn't be Christmas without a visit from Santa Claus. Uh, from November 10th through December 24th, Santa will somehow be able to pose for photos simultaneously in Critter Country at Disneyland, Redwood Creek Challenge, Chell in Disney California Adventure, and Disney's Californian Hotel and Spa, and in the Disneyland Hotel. He How he walk. can do, he runs back and forth. For someone who's got a little extra weight on him, he can sure move fast. Well, you know, the villains were in Redwood Creek getting it ready since it was oh, there. Okay. So then maybe they gave him a little bit of magic. Gotcha. <laughs> we were from Oogie Boogie. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't think Sansa and Oogie Boogie are on speaking terms yet. <laughs> I've had they've they've got a little history. Uh, <laughs> so if you want a preview of any of uh, these activities, as I mentioned, we've got videos from past years of the Christmas Fantasy Parade, Believe in Holiday Magic, and lots of other stuff up on our website. Um, and uh, of course, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel will help you plan that trip. Yes, and we're still waiting on all the treats, which is one of the best parts of Disneyland. I'm sure we'll see the handful candy canes return, the uh, bakery cart inside the Grand Californian, all the things, all the sweet things. So, uh, I've got a Disneyland annual pass burning a hole in my pocket that uh, I've not been able to use uh recently and i'm hoping uh don't think i'll make it for halloween but maybe i'll be able to make it out for christmas yes all right well that just about brings us to the end of another episode but before we go let us take a quick look back at some of the many comments uh that we got uh while we were uh talking um Eric O checking in from Hollywood to say top of the morning. Um, Brian Sager uh, is, we did not get to talk much about Halloween Horror Nights, uh, but uh, he has an opinion that we need the Terror Tram and the Death Eaters uh, or Megan announcements for Hollywood. Um, I don't think we officially announced the Death Eaters for Orlando yet, but uh, we have seen props being yep. set up. So we think that is coming to uh diagon alley um eric is pointing out that when i visited uh the epcot food and wine festival i did not try the pickle milkshake no i did not i overheard guests getting the pickled milkshake and taking one sip of it and they reacted much like i do to blue milk so we're gonna leave it uh, yeah i don't need to touch we're gonna that. leave it there we'll let the influencers do it and make their you know tiktoks very cool for that but not in that. Um, so what else have we got here? I'm looking through our comments. And uh, so he was asking for a little bit more uh, detail on the dining reservation system and the time frames. Mm -hmm. uh, they now get you choice. Uh, you can pick breakfast. You can pick lunch. You can pick dinner. Um, and then once you pick that range, then it shows you all the exact hours. Um, so it is, uh, you know, it's hard to describe on the radio. So uh, I it is hard you... to describe any way possible unless you're <laughs> pick, actually doing it. Up, and even then, <laughs> just just pick up pick up your phone, open the app, and just uh, start tapping around on it. Yes. Uh, just you don't make a reservation uh, if you don't need one, uh, but you can experiment and then cancel out. Yes, um, we promise you. Just look at it. You need to visualize it. Above all, it should add flexibility and convenience to the Disney experience based on feedback. Yeah. Um, Brian had the same reaction to uh, the gravy boat uh, coaster as I did. Uh, he can't believe it's a real thing that's happening. Uh, just imagine if Knott's uh, Berry Farm built a food-related attraction like that. Um, uh, I think uh, I think Knott's could do a great job with that. I would like to see maybe a flume ride uh, down a Boysenberry River. Oh, I would maybe. love it. I, I love Berry Tales. That's like one of my favorite attractions there. But yes, that would be cool if we got like a roller coaster or maybe we could fly on a pie. I don't know. <laughs> 
And uh, Brian is also encouraging us, uh, if if Carly, if you can do Iron Gwazi and Steel Vengeance, uh, that you can do Top Thrill to no problem. I will do it. I will. All right. <laughs> um, and uh, he's also got a prediction that Tiana's place might be ready to go for the winter season. Uh, we we have seen updates on Tiana's place. Does look like exterior work is is wrapping up. Don't know exactly what's going on in the interior. Um, I would not be surprised if that opens significantly before the ride. If nothing else, uh, Disneyland could use the extra food capacity. Um, Absolutely. And um, he's got one last comment, which uh, would not be surprised if they do something Disney 100 related for the holidays. Uh, even though the real anniversary date is in October. That's a good guess. Uh, Disney lever, never lets a uh, merchandising opportunity pass uh, <laughs> without taking advantage of it. Um, Vince Lamb, thank you for your thank well you. wishes on our take two here. And last but not least, Miss Sugar Cookie checking in from Scotland. Hello there. Great thank place. you for joining us. Okay, well, that uh, brings us to the end. Before we go, one more thank you to our sponsors, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Uh, thank you to all of you who are leaving us ratings or reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to us. Please be sure to visit attractionsmagazine.com and follow us on all of our social medias. Uh, Carly, where can folks follow you? Yes, I am on Instagram at Adventures by Carly and on X, Twitter, whatever, <laughs> at Carly Caramana. Uh, you can find me <laughs> at theunofficialguides.com uh, or on the VillainCon Minion Blast leaderboards <gasps> as unofficial guides. <laughs> Gotta get my name today. <laughs> All right. And... Um, until next week, uh, we hope you folks stay safe, stay cool and hydrated, try something new, but most importantly, have fun, and we will see you again next time. Bye. Bye.